Ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin. It's the filibuster freestyle. We are back. I'm going to hit the theme song very quickly today. Short intro. It is uh, Daylight Savings Sunday, so just lost an hour of sleep. Uh, I think it's technically 8.49 in the east. My body thinks it's 7.49, and apparently I'm just ready to go. So here comes the theme song, filibuster freestyle, coming your way right afterwards. Filibuster, filibuster freestyle. So as we said, ladies and gents, short intro, short theme song. Here we are in the freestyle in the new Boston, Massachusetts studio. Still getting used to the new surroundings. Uh, what we haven't done in a long time, or at least it feels like a long time to yours truly, uh, a.k.a. your buddy Gavin, um, is we have not done a, a solo pod, kind of the old school filibuster freestyle format, which alliteration aside, um, back in the day, this show started, it was usually just me doing it like this, not a lot of bells and whistles. Um, it has been a while. This is not necessarily a planned homage to the early days of the show, however, um, just got a couple short and sweet things I've been thinking about this year, uh, this year. Well, technically I guess it is this year, but really this week since you heard from us last, uh, by the way, our last most recent pod was with, um, Cindy Harrington, Dara, Richie O'Brien. We were talking reality TV, specifically, uh, hot takes on why below decks, uh, the below deck version on Bravo called sailing yacht isn't really working out, uh, at least thus far in its first season. Okay, so we can label these under random musings. We can try to give them a cool title, like, um, for instance, Gavin's Gripes. I don't know that these are all gripes or kind of like angry guy on the couch observations from the week, but (laughs) I kind of think they might be. I was trying to decide which one of our pundits would potentially help me kind of sell these takes in terms of it as a, a person to listen to me talk about these things. You know what? I don't know that we need it. And if we do need it, I don't know that it would have been a good use of the time of my guests. So like I said, I'll just hit you with it right now. A little segment we might start calling Gavin's Gripes. Um, you know, we've done some rant of the week, rant of the month stuff with our buddy Andy Maslin. We've done some stuff relative to uh, Jeremy Johnson in the car when he calls us on usually a Friday afternoon in Los Angeles on his commute home from work, which, you know, not that he's got gripes, but he tends to have some observations. So... Uh, in lieu of those guys or anybody else being on today, I'm looking at, again, I'll call it Gavin's gripes for now. Um, okay, so number one. And by the way, one of my gripes is the fact that when I listen back to this, me saying, um, is going to be super annoying. So uh, as I do it again right there, <laughs> what I would say is if you're in a place where you can make this into a fun game whether you're having beverages with your friends or whatever, maybe every time that I do an uh, um, uh type of thing and pause vocally, you take a sip of whatever you're having, and, um, but do it in a very responsible way. Okay, great. Anyway, grape number one, aside from me not being able to stop saying uh, um, or uh, <laughs> Massachusetts recently passed and put into effect a hands-free mobile phone law while driving. You literally aren't allowed to touch your phone for any reason while your car is in, in motion. And I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to even pull over to the side of the road, keep your car running, to use your handset 
your phone. You have to do it all through hands-free, through your car, etc. Anybody with an older car, automatically in a bad spot there relative to people with newer cars. Um, the other thing, as I say it again, the other thing is it's really, really tough to put that law into effect at any time because people aren't going to really get the memo. But I'm actually equally worried about pedestrians using their phones and maybe regulations for them walking down city streets. So, you know, you look at the hands-free thing. I agree that it's an inconvenience, especially for somebody with an older car or a malfunctioning vocal recognition system, hands-free system running through their car. Okay, I get that. And safety is the number one thing. And texting and driving is incredibly dangerous. Using your cell phone while driving and looking down and taking your eyes off the road, incredibly dangerous. So you know what? The law probably going to do more good than harm. So again, not, not coming out with a hot take that I don't think it's a good law. But what I do think is, as I drive around the streets of Boston, as I drive around um, not using my handset, as I drive around trying to use Siri, use the car, fu- the car function, the push-to-talk function on my steering wheel, I'm noticing a lot of things, which is good because they want me to notice a lot of things because they want me to be alert. What I'm noticing is when pedestrians are walking down the street with their face buried in their phone, they are not alert about the crosswalk they're about to use or just about crossing in the middle of the road for no reason. So we've all done it. And I don't actually think that they're going to pass a law for pedestrians to be hands-free and have to go, you know, go touch-free and use Siri or whatever it is. But now that, now that we're all more alert drivers in theory, I, I'm noticing a lot of unalert pedestrians that we are almost running into anyway because they just don't stop. They don't look. And so I'm just wondering when we're going to pass the law for that. We're clearly not going to. One of my, one of my Gavin's gripes of the week. Okay. Speaking of the touch-to-text function on your steering wheel, the touch-to-call function on your steering wheel, asking Siri or whatever your car's navigation system's name, Alexa, whoever, trying to use that, okay? My car apparently, now that the law has been passed, has decided to become a lot more finicky with using it. So, for instance, I actually, in the last you know, four or five months since I've had a very new, newer, a very newer version of my car. I got the same car that I used to have, just a much newer version. It now has a button on the steering wheel where I can literally push it and Siri comes up or whomever it is. And I say, Hey, text Cindy Harrington or call Cindy Harrington or whatever it is. Right. And, but it doesn't work. But now there's a law that I can't even like try to make it work or try to fix it. It's got a mind of its own. So not only is using my phone now dangerous and illegal, but the touch to text is saying, I'm going to go on a break. Let me know if you need anything. And I'm kind of like, wait, wait, what? I only need you about 5% of the time when I'm driving and I need you 0% of the time when I'm not in the car. That's when you're on break. Talk to text. That's when you're on break. I need you. It's the law. Okay. Another observation. Uber drivers and Lyft drivers, you could make a case because they're driving a vehicle and getting paid money to do so, that in theory, they are professional drivers. Now, I'm not saying they're race car drivers, but in theory, they're getting paid money to drive a car. However, 
when I'm in this city of Boston, when I used to be in Charlotte, when I've been around in different places in the, all over the country, for professional drivers, I've noticed that Uber and Lyft drivers might be amongst the least proficient drivers in any given city at any given time. I would say 80% of the time when a driver is slow, confused, going the wrong way down a one-way street, you look at them and you're kind of like, who the heck is this guy or gal or whatever? whomever they may be, and you see that little Uber or Lyft sticker on their window, or you see that little Uber or Lyft light on their dashboard, and you say, hmm, that tracks. That's very on brand. But, you know, I get it. Calling an Uber or Lyft driver professional is like calling a crummy wedding DJ a professional musician. Again, yes, he's getting money for the service, but he's not exactly Diplo or Calvin Harris or any other DJ, including DJ Khaled, or even the late great Tiesto, but he or she is getting money for being a crummy wedding DJ. So I guess the analogy is crummy wedding DJs are to Lyft and Uber drivers being professional drivers as um, world-class musical performers and DJs are to Formula One, NASCAR, professional race drivers. Okay, that might be more of an observation than a gripe. Though I guess I griped a little bit about the lack of proficiency of the so-called professional drivers of Uber and Lyft. By the way, I would make them unofficial sponsors of the week, but I just crushed their drivers, so I guess I won't. I am going to take a, a sip of the unofficial tea sponsor of the week, Throat Coat Tea. Fantastic stuff. And I hate to pause the pod and do that, but again, it's been a while since I've done a solo pod, and at some point, you just got to take a drink. All right, speaking of taking drinks... Spill-proof coffee cups tend to be very helpful. I've had uh, a couple different versions of Yeti, unofficial sponsor of the week, Yeti, making really great cups that not only insulate temperature, whether you put in a cold drink or a hot drink, it keeps that temperature sustained for hours on end, which is fantastic. The lid also does a really good job, almost always a perfect job, of keeping almost all of the liquid inside of the container all the time, even if you're on a boat or in a car or walking down the street. Now, listen, if you spill the thing and knock it over, some of it's going to come out. But in theory, if it's in a cup holder in your car, these Yeti spill-proof coffee cups are fantastic. Unfortunately, they are no match for the potholes that I'm dealing with here when I drive through South Boston and Dorchester on my way to the expressway every single morning. And I've got to like, and like people would say, well, Gavin, then if you know the route, don't hit the same pothole every single morning. That defies the logic of the spill-proof cup. But I can't. I'm hitting the pothole because there's no way not to do so. The angle I have to take the left-hand turn and the way that the road is set up where it's near uh, a metro, you know, it's near an MBTA stop. It's so there's buses, there's trains. The road is very narrow. There's like a, only one little tiny lane surrounded by crosswalks and sidewalks and kind of curbs, you have to take the left-hand turn. So you murder your car every time you go over this pothole. And the best part is, slash worst part is, that the way in which your car kind of rocks side to side on its shocks or axle while also moving forward pretty much makes your drink go in three directions at once, which the spill-proof cup opening is no match for a, three, for a moving three-direction-at-once jammer called that pothole by the Andrew Square T-stop in South Boston. That's a Gavin's gripe. That's definitely a Gavin's gripe. 
It's just wild. It's a very small opening, and it's a massive amount of coffee that keeps coming out. So the life hack is you take the turn with one hand, which is more dangerous, but you hold the coffee in your other hand while taking the turn, and that way your elbow and your forearm and your hand can anticipate the bump and mitigate the risk. Life hack right there. Okay. Really, that's all I got. Places listening, number one, number one stunner. As always, merci beaucoup. Paris, France, followed by Philadelphia, PA, Mountain View, California, rounds out our top three. Other spots listening, Australia, Padstow, Australia, which is a suburb of Sydney, as well as the city of Adelaide, Australia, checked in. Uh, Amsterdam, Berlin, London, Barcelona, all checking in, as they all have before. Thank you for listening in all those places and around the world. And a first-time check-in from, I think we've had an Iraq listener before, but certainly the city of Erbil, or Erbil, I don't know, I apologize, E-R-B-I-L, Iraq, Herbal, Iraq, checking in as well, I think for the first time ever. I want to give props to Australia as a nation for coming in number three this week. And again, uh, USA and France doing the bulk of the listening as always, but appreciate everybody around the world listening as well. Really, really good stuff in the filibuster freestyle. Speaking of that, if you can help us out on this short but sweet podcast, number one. Filibusterfreestyle.com is our website. Feel free to check out the website for show notes, latest episodes, backlog of episodes. Actually, short little vignettes or bios on our our most frequent pundits and guests. Check that out on the freestyle.com as well. Filibusterfreestyle.com. Follow us on social media. So we changed our Twitter handle. It is now at filibusterfreestyle.com. Uh, you can find us there. We need some more listeners there. And uh, we're doing that for the show. We're taking that way more seriously. We are on Instagram at Filibuster Freestyle as well. Um, and please, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, and all the other podcast hosting sites out there, like us, rate us, leave a review, tell your friends. It helps other people find the show. Okay, that's it for the freestyle. We will talk to you guys again soon. Um, Going to be doing a little bit of traveling. Lately, which I guess actually I wasn't going to mention this, but elephant in the room, in the entire room, in the entire world is the coronavirus, COVID-19 virus to be exact. Um, Outbreaks are changing daily. Definitely not ready to lend any type of social commentary to that mix right now on the freestyle, but we are going to monitor the situation because we are literally traveling three times in the next three weeks via airplane, which should make for an interesting situation relative to the evolving nature of this virus in the United States over the last 10 days or so, um, and again, around the world. So to all of our friends around the world, stay safe. Uh, make sure that you cough into your elbow. Don't cough onto your hand. If you, don't feel, uh, if you do feel sick, excuse me, stay home from work. Don't be a hero. No need to perpetuate this little thing called COVID-19 any further than it has to go because it's actually not a little thing. It's turning into a a fairly big thing, at least in terms of the awareness of uh, the fact that we don't know anything about it. (laughs) And I laugh because it's scary. Good times. Um, Filibuster Freestyle, one last um for you right there. You're welcome. And have a great week. Everybody will talk to you soon. It's your buddy, Gavin. Thank you for listening.